Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. This is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So I'm going to start with a shorty, for real this time, something on topic. And it was, I, I found some list that said, hey, watch this. These are shows that really weren't on a lot, but you would enjoy them. And I immediately said to myself, you're going to get yourself all fireflied, you know? Do you- do you want me to start a stopwatch to see how long it'll take for us to go off topic? Wait. Okay, fair I'm enough. I'm not going to go down the delicious Nathan Phil. Anyway, so one of the shows is called Great News. And it is, Tina Fey has something to do with it, but she's not writing it. She's not producing it. I know she's going to pop in at some point. And the main story is it's about a newscast cable show. Not Wayne's World. And uh, many people that you'll recognize, especially Andrea Martin, who plays the lead's mother. And so the lead's mother wants to pursue her career that she had put on hold for 30 years and become a producer or have something to do with news. And so there is that. And uh, there is an actor who I can see. He's um, in uh, Arrow. Trilogy, dystopian, that one. Arrow trilogy, dystopian. Movie. What movie is that? That the has girl. arrow. The in girl. It? No, she uses arrows. That one. Oh, you're catching fire. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, you. No, he's not in it. But the the one. Never mind. You know the woman who wears the crazy outfits in the the Hunger Games. They they all kind of look. No, no, like the insane one that announces oh, stuff. Oh, her. Uh, okay. uh, Elizabeth Banks. Yes, Elizabeth Banks. He is with Elizabeth Banks in Pitch Perfect. It's that guy. This is this is like the oddest game of it's what is it not not charades? It's the one Pictionary where you, maybe? yes, like or not that not pick, the the one where like you can't say certain words when you'll just be like crazy crazy dress uh uh hunger bow and arrow trilogy and I'm just like ah uh, ah. Uh, you should have picked right up it's on that. Just, but you know that guy. I do. So he is the news anchor. You can see that. And not quite Ted Knight, but still. It's a funny show. There are two seasons of it. And I'm going to surprise you. Liken it to 30 Rock because it, it has a lot of similarities. And well, I, would, I would say especially even with like Tina Fey's involvement. Yes. Like it, it probably does more. Like even unintentionally. Yes. And also liken it to um, Kimmy Smith. Schmidt. Schmidt, yes. Her, too. Unless you have a friend no, named Kimmy Smith, at which point, I apologize, <laughs> Kimmy. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to downplay your... Liken it to both of them. Okay. But the character in both of them, played by Jane Krasinski, she was Jenna in 30 Rock, kind of the vapid, cool, whatever, wants to be cool, that kind of character, yeah. very self-involved, is brilliantly played by Nicole Richie. The one from yes. that? Yes. There's, is there another famous Nicole Richie that no. I'm... No. Okay. She, she's really good. I just, I want to back up for a moment and make sure that, like, I, I didn't pass out no. or, like, go into a fugue state. Did you say brilliantly? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just making now, sure. Normally, I would say, oh, well, she's just being herself. I was concerned but, I was about to wake up in no. the middle of a desert in my underwear, but okay, we're good. We're good. She, uh, well-rounded, well-played, well-cast. I mean, just really, I. this is shallow of me, but not of how. 
I did not expect her to be that good. When I saw who it was, I, I kind of figured, well, maybe that's like a ratings thing or whatever. They got her cheap. She's really good at this role. Even, at this point, I don't like if it was 2004, maybe a ratings thing. But like, I, I don't know. I Maybe it was all Paris. It, maybe it was. But she's great doing the whole vapid thing and the mannerisms. And um, it's a it's a nice show. The so far I have actually laughed out loud because this is a classic bit. You have someone on camera and they have to say the words someone is feeding them. Man, that is it doesn't seem like it should be complicated. Yes. But I I've done that before and it when when you've got to like maintain like your cadence mm-hmm. and like your your speech pattern and everything while you're also trying to process what somebody is it, it just yes so you have Andrea Martin who originally from SCTV if you're unfamiliar with her work you're <clears throat> a moron but you need to familiarize yourself with her so she is feeding the newscaster his lines because he has had surgery for his cataracts but doesn't want people to know because then they'll think he's old. So he won't wear glasses for the Okay. So um, it's I knew what they were going for and they executed it extremely well. So it's just for all the crap shows that stay on for years, apparently the middle has been on a long time. I saw it once. There's no reason to ever watch it. Nine nine years? I'm actually a big fan of the middle. Okay. Anyway, I saw one episode. They were on a patio, and I got bored. But um, really nicely done. And if you you don't want to watch 30 Rock for the fifth time, which I'm about to, uh, just watch Great News and then be sad when it's over because there are no more. And the thing that... I know we always divulge whenever we we go into Thirty Rock. The fact that NBC basically like gave it its last season, like it just it was never a ratings powerhouse. It was never mm-hmm. any of that. But that people were fanatical yes. about the and and rightfully so. And that basically they were just like, you know what, we'll let them tie it up. But same thing Universal basically did with the Firefly movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just like, these people are insane. That show got canceled. They didn't even run all the episode. People are still talking about it, and it's... Maybe oh. we made a mistake. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, the the weird thing about, like, today is that shows get... Un- like, Family Guy has ran for how many seasons after they uncanceled it? Mm-hmm. Futurama has been canceled, uncanceled, and whatever, how many times? Mm-hmm. Like... Back in the day, like, shows just didn't come back. Like, they're talking about a, a new run for Frasier now. Like, it's just... Now, a reboot or a new run? It is. It's with Kelsey Grammer. So, I mean, it's... And David Hyde Pierce? Well, I, I would assume there isn't a point in doing it if... It can't be the both of them. It I, has I, to. I, I'm just... It has to be the both it's, it's, it's like it the X-Files without Mulder and Scully. Yeah, like, we've been there. There's just... you. Why? Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's that... And I know we're going to go in detail. We're going to talk about Yellowstone, but I want to get this out of the way. Did you get to see any of The Protector? No, I was watching Yellowstone. Okay, whatever. I'm I'm really bad once I start I watching understand. a show. Um, I have a voice that tells me to do what I'm I've been told to do or what I'm supposed to be doing. Nah. But 
there's a really loud overriding voice, especially when I'm watching something I like that I'm just like, oh, are the speakers hooked up. I Does don't it work. No, the kids were on that. I I had sent myself to my room Point because C. well, th- that and Yellowstone's like yeah. TV dash MA. So mm-hmm. I I figured it was best if I didn't have to be like, well, why are they shooting each other? And I'll just be like, they feel um, like it. That's not real blood. They were at McDonald's. That's ketchup. Not even Um, going there. So um, I stumbled upon a show called The Protector, which in turn led me down an internet black hole. And uh, sometimes I like to have something on, just to have on, but that I don't have to watch watch. Except the lead guy is really attractive. So it was distracting, but... I didn't know what I was watching. It was called The Protector. It said superhero. It said superhero. You had me a superhero. Okay. That's you. Well, I mean, yeah. if, if you look at 107% of what I watch, superhero. It's, it's usually it's superheroes or it's westerns. So it was like, why don't I know of this show? Superhero. Because there's like a symbol that's kind of glowing. It's like, I should know about this. This is a symbol. It glows. Protector. I need superhero. This is, you've, yeah, this is my checklist. I know. It's everything I want. And the guy, oh, he reminded me of someone vaguely, but then really didn't after I looked at him. So I start watching it. And again, I'm not paying close attention. I'm like trying to avoid chores. And then I think, huh, their, their lips aren't quite matching up. I need to watch this more closely. Oh, yes. That's because it is overdubbed. Now, in um, praise of this show, the show originates in Turkey. So all of a sudden, I am researching Turkey because, like, wow, I, I don't know a lot about Turkey and Ankara and Constantinople. I just, you know, I don't know a lot about it. So then I have you're to, aware of it. Yes. But so then I have to research it because my impression would have been uh, not very westernized. This is very westernized and apparently that's how it is in turkey for the most part but not completely but if you're over there in that part of the world turkey is the place to be if you are uh listening to us if you're not listening to us you you would never do it anyway it's it's true yeah uh so and the women beautiful and all of them beautiful so here is the story of a oh, oh lady? Uh, yes, I was going to say that. Oh, and by the way, even they did a fairly decent job with the dubbing, not matching it up so much, but most of the voice talent they used really seemed to work. There are some minor characters where it just kind of, they were a different league of voice actors. And ba- back in the day when, like, when you had like big blockbuster movies, like uh, most of them like rated R and they'd show mm-hmm. them on like, you know, ABC Sunday Shazbot. Night Movie or something. Yeah. It was always really interesting to see like when uh, Die Hard 2 aired. I remember it was like NBC, CBA. It was one of those. I don't remember what it was, but like John John McClane has a, a catchphrase mm-hmm. that really is not, you know, it, it's not seven o'clock Sunday night friendly. Yes. And the the whoever the voice talent was that they got to do High it pitched woman. It was just it was not Bruce Willis. Like you could not even if if you were just casually paying attention. Like 
at no point does it ever seem like that should be coming out of Bruce Willis's. It even sounds like it's a almost a different like dialect. Like going from like if you suddenly had like somebody from like the South Bronx talking in an episode <laughs> of Dukes of Hazard. Like see. that's how just abrasive it was of a difference. And I'm like, well, A, that's not Yippie Kaye. And B, that's not Bruce. There was no one else of all the actors who mm-hmm. do any kind of voice work. You could not have found one that at least didn't sound like they were... What was going on here? I don't know. This this was not as jarring. And I think that you know the normals listening to it, who, who aren't going to pick up on all that, will not be as... Dis- it was really... It's minor. But the the actors, the actual actors, they do a good job. And the reason I sound so surprised is I'm so used to mostly American-fed, American-produced shows. And so, for instance, I can spot a made-in-Canada family movie from a mile off. They're like two steps below a lifetime. Well, to be fair, like America does, let's say, three things really, really well. Like you've you've got their art forms, fast food, L- large large portions. Yeah, just with cheese, butter, fry. Like that's we do that. Yes. Um, I believe jazz also originated here. Sure. And television, entertainment, like visual. It, it just it. We're good for, at it for whatever. And, and I mean. If you want to, I'm, I'm not saying that when quantifying anything, that money is the only thing you should look at. Correct. But for the most part, if you will look at the films that, like, let's say the past five years, the top 10 films, the highest grocers worldwide, not domestically, mm-hmm. I will virtually guarantee you 90% of those, if not 100, are American made yes. films. Like, we, we like to have things that we consume either. Either in actuality or like w- with our eyes, like we like to have stuff that that will either like fill us to the brim or entertain us with, and we love junk. We just yeah, we love. We really do. We love some junk. So that's why I was kind of surprised because as it started, it looked of a similar quality to something that would be on any major network, not you and I running around with a camera, which. We have threatened to to do. So the story is, and this is where I want you to see it. I think in my reading it is based off of a comic book. Maybe me telling you this, or maybe it's based off of a story that takes place in Turkey and you won't know. But the, the story is there is a guy, he puts on a magical shirt and the shirt kind of goes into his body, all zzzz. like an invasive, like yeah. Bad, and then and, I need an adult kind of way. Or? No, oh, okay, good. No, good. And oh then, my goodness. And then uh, he is indestructible, and he is the protector of the city. Are you Are you sure that you're not describing to me greatest American hero? Almost, That's... because the bad guys happen to be the immortals, who apparently are just jerks. And it's a whole thing about he finds out who his family is. He didn't know he was the protector. All of this weird stuff happens. And as as the as the protector, there are loyal ones whose job is to help the protector. And then you have the immortals who are the bad guys. I'm, That's I'm, pretty much it. Are you sure you 
somebody hadn't spliced together the Highlander TV series and Greatest American Hero? Because that's what it sounds it like to me. It does sound like that. Now, he has not flown or done any of the, you know, the hero landing. He In the last show of the first season, there was a little bit more with the jumping and the twirling. Uh, of course, uh, the the women are not just pretty, but devastatingly beautiful. It's really, I don't want to say it's not bad. I, I was just so surprised that we Americans, America, didn't produce it. That I was like, huh, this is really pretty good. He, This guy is the Jason Momoa of Turkey. That's... In my mind. Hold on one second. I'm having to remainder okay. three. He, okay, there we go. He doesn't look like him. But he's he started out as a model, and now he's going into he has an a lot of similarities yes. in his. Okay, yeah, right. and there you go. It's not brilliant. It's not. It's not brilliant. But I was surprised at the quality of a of a non murkin produced thing, and again, superhero. So there's that. Jane Ellen here talking with Adam Cravens. This is Binge or Cringe on the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I, I think it's amusing that, like, superheroes are just, that is the thing that makes money and needs to be produced everywhere. Like, the CW does it. Like, mm-hmm. CBS tried to produce a superhero show in 2015. Turkey is doing it. Like, and the doing it pretty well. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say probably five of the top 10 movies like this last year, probably superhero movies like mm-hmm. Aquaman just crossed a billion dollars. Like it as a, as a kid that grew up in the eighties and just like hotly, hotly anticipated any, any like table scraps of a superhero, anything like maybe you got a Batman movie every three, four years if you were lucky and maybe, you know, maybe it was good. Sometimes it wasn't, but you know what? You you didn't bite the hand that fed you because you just got a Batman movie. Exactly. And you shut your mouth and you took it. Like there's, I I believe somebody recently like reported this this year coming the 2019 will have more superhero films released than any other year, and it's not like this is a new trend. Like they've been making ridiculous bank for a while now. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me that this late in my life, like something that I would have paid money to somebody to make happen, like it's just, it's happening. Like Everywhere. Picard's coming back in his own yeah. series. The X-Files got a revival a couple what? of years ago. What? Oh, huh? Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, all of these things that I was like, oh, I just, I just want them back. I just want them back. Like it, there's, it, it's happening. I remember dying for the prequel. What? We're starting in the middle of the story. Oh, I can't wait. Can't believe I ever said those words. Are you talking about the prequels or just prequels in general? There's the, there's good there's good ways to do prequels. The okay. prequels. I figured that's what you meant. Yes. I remember that. Anyway, uh so look, we almost stayed on topic the whole time. Kevin Costner, Tatanka, Buffalo. Are you sure we didn't talk about it? I'm I'm next to now. I, I actually I think we did off my okay all right Yellowstone but then go. we then we immediately silenced ourselves because we're like wait oh that's right why are we not recording because this? you were telling me how you were able to watch it yes okay it's on what the Paramount Network which, which you'd think would just be all Star Trek which I well actually Paramount only owns the 
films now. Really? CBS owns the television series, which is the reason why Discovery appears on the Ooh. CBS All Access app. Whenever Viacom separated the entities, like evidently... Entities. In, entities. Um, CBS got the rights to Star Trek, which mm-hmm. is funny because CBS has never aired... Like NBC, it aired on. UPN, yeah. it aired yeah, on. That's weird. Syndication, it aired on like Fox 17. CBS owns it. And as far as I know, the only time CBS has ever aired any Star Trek besides like, you know, maybe one of the movies or something on, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. is uh, the first episode of Discovery, I believe, was on primetime. But the rest of it, it was kind of one of those, you get this taste for free, come to our app if you want the other episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, CBS owns Star Trek. Paramount, which you've I've always associated with Star Trek, mm-hmm. does not own the TV series, okay. any of them now. So it owns the movies and apparently Yellowstone. What else is on the Paramount channel? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I just keep watching you. Much in the same way that I use CBS All Access, as soon as I have watched all of the episodes of Star Trek, then, then, I, then I cancel it and I wait for the next season mm-hmm. of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Though apparently they heard me say that because now they're like, oh, fine, we'll give you two Star Trek series. And I'm like, that's not a threat. I'm not angry that you're doing that. If you'll keep producing Star Trek, I will I will keep my subscription. $5.99 for new episodes of Star Trek for somebody that went for, let's see, Enterprise was canceled in what, 04? Mm-hmm. And Discovery didn't start it's back up till. I always associate that song with you. Little did I know how how descriptive that was going to be yes. of what it was going to feel like after they canceled Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Which, again, like Solo, better than you thought it was. It really, like, I've even went back and watched it and just been like, what were you, Yeah, you doofus it, like, what were you guys screaming about? Like, I get mad at... People at you fandom don't know. And, yes. Star Wars, Star Trek, like when people just, when they, when they just, they spew this just vile, like mm-hmm. just pit gallons and gallons of vile basement to just... the, to the point that like they end up getting it canceled or they get, and I'm, I'm like, what were you, what, what was I, so wrong with that? I know. Silliness. But I'll, but I'll stop that. I've, I've went off on so, a. So Yellowstone, Kevin yes. Costner. Um. I, I, I don't remember if it was you that I said this to. Um, honest to goodness, I think the only contemporaries that Kevin Costner has in the Western field are probably the Duke and Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. If you will go back and look at Kevin Costner's work, like even stuff that is not specifically like designated a Western. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Yellowstone takes place in the modern day, but... You would have absolutely no problem, like, transplanting this to, like, say, the 1860s or 1850s. Like, probably not the 1700s. It's going <laughs> to... Then, then it becomes something else in, in, entirely. But it feels like a a Western just placed in the modern-day context. Okay. Um, basically, um, he is this... I, I don't know if they go into the exact amount of money. He's a millionaire or he's a billionaire. Dude's loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got his own ranch. Like they they handle cattle. Um, they're putting in. Would you say he's a cattle baron? Uh, well, he also has land. So and a land baron. I, I mean, he's a baron. I, I think that's that's to be fair. Yes. Okay. Um, just own 
mass amounts of cattle property like they're developing some of it into like subdivisions and condominiums Mm -hmm. like basically in in this particular part of the state you don't make a decision without this guy's permission Mm -hmm. and if you do it's not going to be good news right however um as as there is always whenever there is power like there's a struggle for others of those that want it do you want to say that absolute power is corrupted um, Absolutely. Kevin Costner, however much I may love the actor, does not seem like he is a good man in this in particular series. In, in much the same way that we wanted to root for Tony Soprano, mm-hmm. um, I, I think this is a kind of a of that same cloth. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're not even antiheroes. They're they're really just kind of villains. Like they're they're not twiddling their their mustache villains like they have families you understand their motivations like you understand them you know i don't i don't think any of us want to be like not successful in life but at a certain point like you have to go well am i am i hurting others in order to do this and if i am do i care and if i don't care then i just need more power the the other thing that i i kind of enjoy about this you've got um there's some uh, Native Americans and a uh, recently elected official and um, what they're calling like he's the the chief of this particular tribe. Um, they're wanting to get the land back um, that has been taken from them, which is that's the valid point. The way they want to do it also kind of seems, let's say, outside of the law. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this show is really a good person i see like i i I, and i I don't want to say that they don't have positive motivations or there isn't like an occasional the characters that do seem to have any kind of moral compass have no power Uh. and maybe that's why that maybe that's why they don't um the the duttons which is uh kevin costner's family um you've got like the estranged child Mm -hmm. the one that does seem to kind of have a moral compass he doesn't have any power he's been estranged from his dad um the the ones that do like i said it it it's it's almost shakespearean it's hmm. it's a shakespearean modern day western it, it it blends a lot of genres so you're saying that there's a person who doesn't seem to be very nice owns a lot of land and property yep and is put in a position of power Yes. And does questionable things. I I wouldn't say just just us basically everything they do seems questionable. Hmm. But because they have the money and they've got, you know, this person in their pocket or they have the law enforcement, like it just Luckily that doesn't happen in no, real life. No, that's it's just a story. Yes. This this is this is only things that happen in books and movies yes. and TV shows. Wouldn't be real. No one would believe it. No, that would be silly. Exactly. It's, it does not have a parallel in real Any life. Thing. It's also the guy that did uh Sicario, um what else? Uh he did uh, Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. Um he is the the one of the producers and the writers on this. So like it's really kind of got a pedigree wherever you want to look like it's got it's staffed with rather talented actors. The writer in particular is one of my favorites. Like I can't think of anything he's done here recently I, that that I have not absolutely enjoyed or that has not garnered him some kind of a award success or nominations or anything like that. Hmm. 
Interesting. So, uh, how many seasons? I won't... Right now, it is. It finished its first season. I want to say in December, and mm-hmm. it has a second season that's going to start sometime in the summer. I don't know the exact date yet. I see. But really, all you have to do to get me to well, a say Kevin Costner, um, b if you throw a western on top of there, I'm t- open range. Mm-hmm. Um, he did um, Hatfields Isn't and McCoys. That a chicken thing. The open range? No, it was not about chickens. You're you're thinking of the Mel Gibson movie that was animated by the Wallace and Gromit yes. guys. That's Chicken Run. Open range <laughs> Wait a minute. has Robert Duvall, Kevin Costner, and the guy that plays Dumbledore. Like, I think it's rated R. It's got a really brutal shootout at the end of the movie. Kevin Costner sure? directed it. Are I, you sure? Yes. Yes, Open Range definitely did not have it's a not chicken, chicken voiced by Mel Gibson, which would have just been strange to show. Because the, the, that movie's pretty serious to have, suddenly have a chicken show up and just be like, it's hey guys, what's going on? I'll be like, that, that Mel Gibson voicing that talking chicken in this really gritty Western drama? What? That's, that's kind of a left turn. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> now I want to see that movie. I mean, even even Costner's Postman, like which takes place in the future, mm-hmm. which I think, if I'm remembering correctly, was like 2015. Yeah. <laughs> which, thank goodness, we we avoided that one. Even that movie, which is set in the future and post-apocalyptic, feels a whole lot like a western. Like mm-hmm. I feel like either he gravitates toward things that he's just like, we could put some horses in there. Give me a gun. And I'm basically shooting a Western. Or he gets to a product and he's like, throw that out, get that garbage out of there, put a horse in there, and give me a cowboy hat. And they're like, this is this is the sequel to nine to five, Kevin. How how are we gonna and he's like, I don't care. Make, Make it, it happen. happen or I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And they're like, all right, let me all call right. Dolly Part and we'll see if she's all right. All right, let's do it. All right. So lots of stuff to binge and or cringe on. There is a show. I don't even know why I'm telling you this because I cannot remember the name of it, and it would be way too much for me to lean over and pick up my phone. It's on one of the main networks, and it is a singing competition. My understanding is the celebrities, probably D-list, but the celebrities who are singing are completely covered in a costume, like like a chicken costume. Like, you cannot see who that person is. I really feel like since the advent of reality television that the term celebrity yeah. has been diluted. So, and then other celebrities, uh, they have to either judge or figure out who the person is. And they're the thing is, it's not like the voice where it's just the voice and they turn around and go, oh, Ugly guy can sing, you know, that kind of thing. Or they're they're in a chicken suit. Maybe they were all farm animals. Are you sure? Like, you're talking a lot about chickens (laughs) as of late. Like, did you did you get into chicken? Did you get into some bad KFC or something? Uh And it's like, did did you get into some spoiled Zaxby's? Like, what what happened? I haven't had KFC chicken skin in my hand full of mashed potatoes and rolled up and eaten i i don't think in this millennia i uh i recently went to one of the buffets that still had grilled chicken and they they look at me 
and they were like, how, how many sugar, how many pieces you want? And I go, how many do you have? <laughs> she came back to me like with the, the plate and she's like, is this enough? And I was like, you have no idea how happy you've made me. And then I ate the, and I mean, we're talking about like probably 12, 13 pieces of chicken, Jane. <laughs> there was bones left. Like, you remember, you remember the, the, the elephant graveyard in the yes. Lion King? That's what it looked like. <laughs> that's, that's how much of it I, I don't turn down chicken. No. Oh man, do I love chicken. Oddly enough, Jenna and I are the only ones pretty much who will eat chicken in my house. Oh, no. I know. I, it's ridiculous. I, if I. I would almost consider eating found chicken. Like, mm. as long as I was like, well, that's not spoiled. Uh, yeah. No, I better not. I better not. I better not. Better not. Just so you know. Okay, so binge or cringe. There's a lot of stuff to watch, and maybe one day I'll figure out what that show is. Because I haven't seen it. Unless she's I just know it, it exists. Unless she has. Because I don't know the title. <laughs> anyway, thank you, as always, for listening. This has been Binger Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.